We were very excited to have the inaugural Musaba followed by challenge by um, with the presentation of Rabbi Shafir from the Shmuz.com. So you can imagine my feeling when I woke up this morning to the following text. I have the flu and I'm not going to be able to give it tonight. Now he graciously, I was in touch with him later on today, and he's going to be giving the shmuz for the Musabah, as I've shown you, two weeks from tonight, January 30th. But in every challenge, we know that there's always the kush, there's always the kiss from Hashem and that silver lining. So tonight's silver lining and kiss is <clears throat> from Hashem, is in the form of Rabbi Berkowitz from Baltimore, who's a Rebbe at Yeshiva Um He's also the the head of one, one of the heads of the camp Bunin. And to me, he's just Mikhail, but nevertheless, he's someone who doesn't need advertising. He sells himself, as you will see tonight. So um, you forgive me for the lack of Rabbi Shafir, but I think that you will not be disappointed and only be asking for more. So without further ado. Thank you, Rabbi Berkowitz. You know, it's one thing to be in place of Rabbi Schaefer. It's another thing that when you introduce Rabbi Berkowitz from Baltimore and the people expect to see my father, that's <laughs> another letdown. So small disappointments, not having Rabbi Schaefer. Tonight we're going to start with talking about small things. If you can imagine this time, Parsha Shemos, B'nai Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, and this is where the, the Shebud began, began with Paro setting up a number of decrees, very, very vicious decrees, and he calls in Shifra and Pua. Shifra and Pua are two very famous ladies. I'm going to make this interactive, and since Rabbi Silverman is sitting right in the middle of the room, Rabbi Silverman... Who were Shifra and Pua really? Yocheved and Miriam. Excellent. Well done. Yocheved and Miriam is correct. Why are they called Shifra and Pua? So Rashi tells us, Shifra zu Yocheved al shem shemishaferes esavlad. Because she formed the baby beautifully. When babies come out, they're not always that beautiful. And Shifra... Yochaved would spend the extra few minutes making sure the baby was just so for the baby pictures. Pua, zu Miriam, al shem shepoe umedaberes vahoge levlad. Because she would coo to the baby. She would soothe the baby. So the, the question is really a tremendous question. We're dealing here with women who saved Klal Yisrael. The Pasuk tells us they did not listen to Paro, but they kept the boys alive, they kept the children alive. So when we talk about Yocheved and Miriam, and we're going to give them different names, why call them Shifra and Pua? Names that are basically, she did a great job smoothing out the baby, This she cooed to the baby. It doesn't seem like it captures the greatness of these two heroes who saved Klal Yisrael. Rav Rudiman used to say that what makes great people are not their great actions. 
What makes great people are their day-to-day small actions. To get up and do something that takes tremendous heroicism, it takes tremendous mesiras nefesh, a one-time thing, it's a big deal. But that's not what makes great people. I'm going to share with you two stories that I heard recently. Actually, one happened in my classroom about 12 years ago. And one I just heard from a Rebbe of mine, a fifth grade Rebbe, Rabbi Jervel, actually told me the story this week. I think it's actually been making its rounds. I don't know if it made it to St. Louis, but I guess we'll find out. So there was a family in Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have a lot of money. They were a very, very special family. And they would go on vacation, and their vacations probably looked more similar to mine than maybe some of yours, I don't know. You know, sandwiches and wholesome vacations. Wholesome is a code word. My children already know this. Wholesome means free. When things are free, they're very wholesome. And they would do a lot of very special wholesome activities. They didn't really spend money. They didn't have that money, much money to spend. And one of their children on this teul needed to use the restrooms. And they were looking in many different places. They couldn't find a place to use the bathroom. Finally, they came to a restaurant. And the father and son walk into the restaurant and they ask the the, one of the waitresses there, is it okay, we're not here to use the restaurant, we're not buying food. He had the rest of the family out in the car. He said, could my son use the restrooms? She said, sure, in baya, no problem. So the husband stand, the father standing there, and the son is in the restrooms, and the owner of the restaurant comes out and berates the father. Says, what are you, stealing? You're not even a customer and you're using the bathroom? So the father thinks for a moment, I could very easily say, um, I got permission, I asked that woman right over there. But instead he thinks to himself, how could I say in an honest fashion words that won't embarrass her? And he came up with the following solution. He says, and if I'm, I'm planning on eating here, and the, and the owner says, oh, no problem. He, wasn't, he didn't say, I was planning on eating here. He said, I am planning on eating here. His plans changed. He didn't want to throw her under the bus. He didn't want to throw the waitress under the bus. He saw the owner was a little bit of a, you know, I wouldn't call him necessarily an angry person, but at that moment he was angry. So he said, I, I, I'm planning on eating here. He says, okay, how much? How many people do you, ha- you have? He says, please set a table for nine. I have seven children. They set up a table and he's ordering things way beyond his budget and he's eating the meal. And at the end of the meal, a a cake, a very fancy cake carried by a number of the kitchen staff comes out and they bring the cake to the table. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, this this is not for us. It must be a mistake. They said, no, this is for you. And they point to the corner where there's a girl, a young lady collecting herself, and she was obviously crying. And one of the other kitchen staff tells this family what your father just did was something that this lady cannot get over. She realized that the only reason you ate here is to save her skin. And she wanted us to send over the cake as a present. 
This is very nice, beautiful. Because she realized, obviously, that they were only eating there because, you know, they didn't want to embarrass her, didn't want to jeopardize her job. But a, a few minutes later, the bill came to the table. And in the bill, all it said was, 50% off at your next visit. So he asked, what about the bill for this visit? They said, we don't charge malachim. We don't charge angels. Now, to me, it's not a heroic thing. When I heard the story, my Rebbe called me, Rabbi Jerval called me on Tuesday night. He said, Michal, I want to share with you a story. He said, I want to share with you a story that I want you to tell your class. I didn't realize I'd be able to send it all the way over to you. To me, this was an amazing story. And it reminded me of a story that happened in my classroom with seventh graders. Every morning when I start class, we say to Hillen, one pasuk each person, and we say it responsively. We go up and down the rows, and it's a pretty relaxed reading of Tehillim. We, at the end, we say Amishaberach for people that we know need a refuah. And one day I'm noticing that a boy in my class who we would call a Mitsuyan, an outstanding bacher, and he does everything pretty effortlessly, I see that during Tehillim he's having a hard time reading. He seems almost emotional, just slightly. I don't think the rest of the boys noticed, but to me, something seemed a little bit off. So after two or three days of that, I called him over and I said, everything is, you know, would you rather us sort of skip your turn into Hillam? He said, no, it's fine. I said, is there someone in particular that you're having in mind in your tefillahs? I want to make sure to put that name. He said, no, 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 it's fine. Everything's fine. He pushed me off. And I still noticed that it was continuing. So I finally pressured him. I finally pressured him. And I said, so what is it? Tell me. So he tells me the following. This is 12 years ago. I'm remembering it like it was yesterday because I was so blown away by the sensitivity. And really something which each and every one of us can do on a daily basis in different places, in different venues. He said, Rebbe, the boy who sits right in front of me has a hard time reading. I'm right afterwards. I could read through the Pusik with no problem. I make a mistake or two just so that the boy in front of me doesn't have to feel bad after he finished his Pusik. To me, that's godless, that's greatness, but I'll read you an aphorism from Mrs. Berkowitz from Scotts Hill Drive. True greatness on which our world is supported are usually the acts that go unreported. To me, that captures it. Many times we could hear incredible stories, Nachshem and Aminad of jumping into the Yamsuf, splitting the sea, all those things that are really incredible and you need those incredible stories and incredible acts of heroic effort. Shifram Pua, what touched up what captured the essence of Shifra and Pua was the day in, day out. Small. Yeah, she just saved their life. She just saved this baby's life. She could run out of the house and be excused for it and still make it into the headlines. She would probably still get as the reward Bate Kahuna and Bate Leviam, Bate Malchus. But what the Torah says is, is their name is Shifra and Pua. 
Rabbi Berkowitz, I see on my, the bottom right of my screen, it's 1117. I know you told me I have till 1115. I think I started late. I'm just getting into it. And I mean, I don't want to hold people back. Maybe you'll have to get me back another week or I can keep going. Should we do a vote? Four more minutes? Four more minutes. Okay, four more minutes. Thank you, Mr. Klein. I see you were nodding. Okay, one more. Oh man, now I have to choose. Now I have to choose. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Vayelech ish mi baslevi, vayikach es baslevi. A man went out from baslevi and took the daughter of Levi. Okay, Rabbi Silverman, I got you last time. Let me get one other person here. Oof. I feel comfortable putting Rabbi Silverman on the spot. Oh, you know what? It's a hard one. I'm going to leave it open. Does anybody know how old Bas Levi was when the Gemara, the Pusik describes her as Bas Levi? How old was Bas Levi? 130 years old. Excellent. Man with the red sweater. I'm calling it red. I know it's a different color, but for now, we'll go with that. Look 130 years old, and he's caught. The Torah describes her as Bas Levi. Why? I heard a beautiful shot. We're talking about the parents of Moshe Rabbeinu. And many times, when we hear about leaders and people who do things in Klal Yisrael, we're tempted to say, oh, he was born into a family of leadership. She was born into a family of leadership. It's no wonder, says the Pasuk. Who were Moshe Rabbeinu's parents? And if we were to write a book about Moshe Rabbeinu, although there's the Bible, which is already written, but if we were going to write a, a, it's a pretty frightening story. I mean, there's abandonment going on. Three months into his young life, a premature baby, three months into his young life, he's left abandoned. Yeah, his sister stood at the reeds and watched for 20 minutes, says Tysus in Saita. And then she's brought to the house of, the, of Paro. Paro does the whole coal and diamond test. It's a frightening life. Says the Pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu came from Ben Levi and Bas Levi, which means each and every one of us, no matter where we come from, no matter who we come from, we have the ability to lead, to show true greatness by our small acts every day, by our consistent acts every day. And I want to wish you all a fantastic Shabbos. It's a schus to be the inaugural, uh, what do you call me? Lecturer? Speaker? Thank you very much. Is there any challenge? <laughs> Thank you very much. Good Shabbos, everybody.